Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members, Eyal, emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. The big question is this, if government contracting is supposed to be so easy, why do so many companies fail to win even a single contract while others dominate the market? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. In today's episode, you go one-on-one with best-selling author and master business coach Michael Lejeune to learn exactly how to take your government contracting business to the next level. So our episode today is really for two people. These people are folks that are trying to get in the government market. You're doing a little bit of research, not necessarily sure if the market is for you, but you want to dip your toe in the water. This is something that sounds exciting to you. The other group of people are probably already in the market and they're struggling. And so I want you to be able to go through this episode today and I want to help answer if GovCon is for you because sometimes GovCon is not for you. And so thus the title, maybe GovCon isn't for you. I want to ask you a handful of questions and these are going to help you understand whether GovCon is for you or not. The first one is about your market. So how big is the market for your core services? Now you probably do 37 different things like most people. Most people can do all kinds of different things, but let's focus on your core services. So how big is the market for your core services? You can do a quick search in beta.sam.gov and that will show you the buying history, active solicitations, all that kind of stuff. Because understand that just because you see the buying history in there doesn't mean you're going to see active solicitations moving forward. The government is, you know, is changing what they buy from who, those kind of things. We just saw the government shut down certain types of manufacturers. So even if they have bought that in the past, maybe they're not doing it moving forward, or maybe they're going with a different vendor, manufacturer, whatever, whatever it may be. And so you need to be able to understand, 
are there some active solicitations for this? Again, it's a quick search in beta.sam.gov. That'll show you the buying history. If you don't know how to do that, reach out. We'll tell you how to do that. And you can figure that out. So how big is the market? So when you're thinking about this, you need to look at it from the perspective of regardless of the size of the market, do I feel like if I if I even got 1% of it, is it worth for me jumping in this market? And so if you look at it and you see, well, it's a billion dollar industry, nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, it's worth you getting in the market. But if you do the research, and I have done this before, I've done the research and I've shown a client where I'm like, yeah, I know someone told you there was a big market for this, but over the last 10 years, I can only find $150,000 worth of sales in this particular product. I don't think this market's for you. You know, it's just one of those things. So you really need to understand that before you go deep into the market, before you commit time and resources, do they even buy what you sell? The odds are yes, but you need to figure that out before you jump in. Another question, where are the opportunities for your core services? I just spoke with someone that is only licensed in New York and Florida. I did a quick search in beta.sam.gov, just like I told you you should do. It showed 34 active opportunities, but guess what? Not a single one of those was in New York or Florida. They were all over the place. And this company is only licensed in New York and Florida. So I'm like, look, if you're going to do this, you have to understand at least at a federal level that you're not going to get a lot of work in your two states you're certified in or you're licensed in. You're going to have to do work outside of that. So it's going to have to be a strategic decision on which states you get licensed in besides New York and Florida. And so, and and understand when I'm talking beta.sam.gov, I'm just talking federal level opportunities. We're not even talking state and local. I'll talk about that in a minute. The next question, can you sell direct or will you have to go through a prime? So if your product or service is only bundled under bigger contracts, this might be a challenge for you to break into this market. It's not a no, but you need to be aware of this. So a good example of this could be, let's say cabling such as electrical or internet cabling. You're going to find the occasional contract where somebody didn't have cabling in a room or they needed some more electricity in a room and they needed to wire that stuff and it's just going to be that. But a lot of times you're going to see this under a bigger contract. So it's probably going to be part of, let's say an installation, like building installation or something along those lines. It may be like a remodel. You may see that kind of stuff, but even under a remodel, there's likely going to be a prime that's chosen to manage the entire project and cabling is just one piece. So if you can't manage the whole project, you will likely have to team. And so that's something, again, you just need to be aware of these things. They're almost none of these are a no, but they are things you have to understand going in the market because they all determine how you approach the market. Are you approaching to prime or are you approaching to sub? Are you okay with approaching to sub? When most people get into the market, we recommend that you have probably 60 to as much as 80% of your pipeline should be teaming opportunities where you're the sub. That that should be most of the opportunities you have when you get in the market, but that doesn't work for everybody. So again, you need to be thinking through this and understand, can you even sell direct or is it almost nine times out of 10, you're going to have to go through the prime to get on a big contract. So the next question, are your products and services best for state, local, or fed contracts? You know, they could be good for all three. They could be focused more at 
you know, one of those other levels at the state or local level and not the Fed level. So there are different challenges with each market. The, you know, to me, the politics are very, very different between those three markets. I personally love the federal market because it it doesn't require as many boots on the ground like state and local markets do. And to me, the state and local markets just have way more politics. Now, I know what you're saying. You know, there's senators and congressmen, people, there's all those kind of things involved at the federal level. They do get into the state level, not so much the local level. But at the local level, you can have some real nonsense that prevents you from getting a contract. You know, you could have something where they don't let in, you know, out-of-state people or whatever it may be. Or, you know, there's, you know, somebody uh, just loves the fact that, you know, this person, Sue, makes the best peach pie in the county and her husband has the air conditioning and cooling company. And so they, they'll do whatever it is to help them because she makes the best peach pie. That sounds completely stupid, but when you get it local level, you can have some really interesting politics going on. Even things where people don't want certain projects to happen or this or that, there's all kinds of politics. And if you don't have the boots on the ground, it makes it hard. Now, again, it's not impossible, but it it just, it requires boots on the ground, getting to know those politics and understanding the complexities of all that kind of stuff to really understand. I, for example, I'm in a state right now where, uh, in fact, let me let me drill down to the municipality. Our county government is at a loss. And in fact, four of the board members on our county have actually been indicted by the state's attorney. Now, that creates a lot of problems. And if you aren't at a local level, which my wife is actually very involved in local politics. She's not a politician, but she's she's involved in a lot of that stuff. If, if she wasn't involved, I wouldn't know about half the stuff I know that's going on in local politics. It's just because I live here, but it's only because my wife is involved in that stuff that I even know this stuff is going on. So I know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. The average person's not going to know that because they're not embedded. They don't know the people on the board. My wife literally knows everyone on the boards, on the subcommittees, all that kind of stuff. She's very good friends with them. So she knows a lot of this stuff. If you don't have that kind of person on your team and it's really the state and local level that your products need to get sold at, it's going to make it challenging for you to do that. Again, you're not even going to understand why you can't win because you don't understand the politics. So that's why to me, the state and local level is it's much more difficult in situations than the federal level because you can really be located anywhere in the federal level. I, I have been located all over this country and my clients are located all over this country and we have sold all over the world actually to the federal government. It's just not hard. I've been I've been in the remote space since early 2000s and it's it's worked. So it, it, it hasn't relied on all those politics. So that's why I really love the federal market. If you haven't understood that from my little two minute soapbox right there. So next question is, do you have the finances and or infrastructure to support a contract if you win? So if you won today, what would happen to, to your company if you won a contract? Would you go under because you couldn't actually fund the project? Would you have to extend yourself into debt and other different things? If you don't have those things in place, it can make it very hard for you to win. You know, when you're getting into government contracting, you not only need experts on your team, like in the legal space, you need a government contracts banker. Uh, we talked to the folks over at Live Oak Bank. I love them. They, they're really good at this. They understand how that works. Uh, I always say, don't, don't take our word for it. Reach out, do your due diligence. There's probably others. That's just one that I know. Reach out, talk to those people, make sure they understand the financing pieces of how to onboard a project because your average bank does 
doesn't understand how a government contract works and how the funding and all that type of stuff works. And it's much more difficult. So you want to bring in a specialist to be able to even fund a contract. Another thing is, can you even do the work? Could you staff it? Do you have a plan in place to scale up? So if you're a 10 person shop, so today your company is 10 people, including you, and you want a contract and it required 135 people, could you do it? Now, again, this isn't a no. Okay, we shouldn't chase this type of work, but is do you have a teaming partner in place? Now, I guarantee you, if you want a contract and you've got that many people you need to staff, it may take us a week or two. We're going to find somebody who wants a piece of that. We, we can't. You know, we could do that. But if you don't know that's a challenge going into it, if you don't understand it, I mean, you could kind of self-implode there. So we don't want to do that. We want to understand some of the complexities of all this going into it so you can make the decision, is GovCon for us or is it not? Another thing about this, and this is the final question I want you to ask yourself, do you have have the time? Do you have the six to 12 months it takes to make this work? And when I think about that, it's it's the resources to go after this market, the, the people, the time, the payroll, the other expenses, maybe there's travel expenses, maybe there's conference expenses, maybe there's, you know, literature expenses. There's all these different things, you know, time to adjust your website and, and create your capability statement. Maybe you need some coaching and the stuff takes time. So do you have the time? Are you trying to make this work today in the next month in the next quarter? Or do you have six to 12 months to really think this out and go after this properly? If you don't, again, it's not that you can't approach the market. It's should you approach the market now? Maybe GovCon isn't for you right now, but you need to educate yourself, You know, put some, some cash in the bank, some reserves, build some systems, put some things in place, and then go after the market. So you could even hire a coach. You could hire a coach to start training you on hey, we want to go after this market. We're not ready yet. What are the things we need to put in place to make this work? So I just want you to be thinking through these things because again, it doesn't mean you can't go after this market. It just means maybe right now is not the time for you. Even if you've already dipped your toe in the water and you're like, man, I... I wasn't really even thinking of most of these things. In fact, I've run across a lot of these problems or we've been beating our head on against the wall and we don't know why we've been beating our head against the wall, but now some of this makes sense. And if that's where you are, maybe you need to stop, pull back a little bit and think, okay, Let's get some guidance, let's get some help, and let's figure this out. Even if you don't reach out to someone professionally to help you, maybe you can just sit down even with these simple questions and go, okay, I think this is one of the challenges we're having. This is a challenge we're having. Pull back and take a look at the market. Answer those questions. If you have questions about that stuff that I put out there, shoot a message out to me. I'd love to you know, go back and forth with you. But Think about these questions, think about your strategy and what's broken, and then put that on the calendar. Look at it from the perspective of, okay, look, we're going to take the next three months, six months, whatever it is, year to address these challenges. And then in year X, 2021, 22, whatever it is, you know, then we're going to re-engage this market, but we're going to have these milestones accomplished before we re-engage the market. So I hope this episode was really helpful for you today. If you have questions, comments about the episode. I'd love to hear from you and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash game changers.